Hi, my name is Tyler Fornis, and I am the co-host of The Good, The Bad, and The Hunky here on the Voice Wrestling Podcasting Network. Every week, my co-host Fred Moreland and I discuss all the happenings of all elite wrestling and everything going on in the universe of Tony Khan. We talk about Dynamite, we talk about Rampage, and we will talk about Collision when the time comes as well, along with all the appearances outside of AEW from all the best talents in all elite wrestling. This is one of the more cohesive wrestling companies in the entire world, and we discuss every intricacy about it, including the unique booking of Tony Khan that is both a huge positive and a major detriment. Check us out every single Thursday here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Here we go! Listening to the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 23 of the Emerald Flow Show. We're a podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. You can follow us on Twitter at Emerald Flow Show, and you can go to voicesofwrestling.com/slash donate to do- donate to the show. And any donations are greatly appreciated. And if you use Apple Podcasts, leave us a five star review i'm gerard detrollo here with paul vosh paul how are you doing today doing pretty good uh just during the night we think we had like the first kind of proper fall storm of the year i mean now that it is also actually kind of fall temperatures at the end of november (laughs) uh, middle of november rather yeah so yeah now it is actually properly fall for like i guess half a month until we launch into winter uh, we got the first little bit of snow here, but it was just a tiny, tiny amount. It just, just stayed on like top of cars and stuff like that. So, but it was really warm here till recently and everything like that. Yeah, so, I saw some things about like something called like thunderstorm that is going to hit like the general area. I think. Uh, yeah, I saw something about that, like a big snowstorm. I'm not sure if it's getting quite to me, but it's close. 
like I'm not far from Buffalo. So um, we'll see. But uh, I don't see anything on my, any of my weather reports. So fingers crossed. I don't like to deal with this shit until January. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that sort of thing. Um, so I guess this week we'll start off uh, with the big news that everyone's talking about. Junakiyama in AEW. Mm-hmm. Paul, any thoughts? What was your reaction to this? Uh, I was really happy, mainly because uh, that meant... I mean, obviously, and that's what they did as well, is him versus Eddie Kingston. Um, like, I know it's kind of a try trope, basically. Like, the, like I hate... I, like, I generally hate, like, the whole, like, you deserve a chant and everything. But, like, I think this would be, like, the one time where it would be appropriate because... Eddie deserves this. Like, Eddie deserves to wrestle Drew Nakayama. Like, it's literally, like, his entire career, like, was built towards this moment. And that he actually will, able, will actually finally get it, I think, is just incredibly heartwarming. Yep, definitely. Uh, I assuming you haven't seen Dynamite yet. Um, no. Uh, so because it there doesn't was... actually get shown here until Monday. So. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So there was a brief video package of, like... Uh, Takeshita and Akiyama backstage and it was mostly a voiceover from like Ortiz and, and uh, Eddie uh, and uh, only Takeshita talked and June just stood there in a DDT t-shirt and looked menacing. <laughs> I mean, hey, uh, if that's all it takes, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, also, I noticed that uh, Sanshiro Takagi went with uh, Akiyama to the States. So something is afoot, I would assume, between... Mm-hmm. Um, AEW and probably all of Cyber fight, fight really at this point. Yeah, I mean, since they have like, especially because of all of the video packages that have gone up on the Noah YouTube channel, if you've seen those, I have not. Just the one with Tony okay. Khan. Yeah, but so basically, there's a bunch of video packages that have gone up uh, on the Noah YouTube channel. Uh, of a bunch of AEW guys. So I think the ones that I saw were Regal and Tony Schiavone uh, talking about uh, Great Muta. Because I think Regal talked about the fact that he was one of the few people that is still active that has wrestled both the Great Muta as well as Keiji Muto. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And Tony would have been there the whole time that uh, Muta was in WCW, whether it was 89 or 2000. Yeah. So uh, definitely seems like there's a lot more like cooperation going on with them with all of Cyberfight, which is really kind of like it's weird because this means that this is kind of like the only actual crossover between DDT and Noah is AEW <laughs> rather than them with each other. Like, yeah, it's weird. Do you think Tony Khan will try to convince Takagi to stop working with GCW? I mean, do we know if there's heat between Tony and, like, the GCW guys that he used to have in his company? Well, the word is that AEW guys aren't going to be working GCW anymore. Like, Mox is done. But he also signed an extension which might restrict him more. Mm-hmm. But I, there are rumors. I don't think they're, like, confirmed reports that you're not going to see any other AEW talent in GCW. I don't know if it's heat or Tony just like I don't want these people on this sh- on in this company type thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely. 
I mean, if I'm DDT, there is also more value with having AEW guys. Absolutely. On your show rather than having but, uh, like GCW. Now guys. they have they have those DDT shows in, in at WrestleMania weekend, and that's going to be alongside GCW and the Collective. So that's happening, mm-hmm. I'm sure, still. But it'll be interesting to see if after that they sort of you know separate if Takagi gets closer to uh, AEW. Yeah. I mean, and again, like, this is what I mean about where it's weird about, like, cooperation within Cyberfight, because, like, shows at WrestleMania weekend, it's going to be GCW and DDT, and then it's going to be Noah and Dragon Gate, rather than Noah and DDT and, like, Tokyo Joshi, I don't know, running some sort of joint show at WrestleMania weekend, but what I'm actually kind of starting to suspect, because it doesn't make sense for them to not cooperate, that this is actually a a kind of mandate within the company maybe to actually keep kind of a special and exclusive feeling to the Cyberfight Festival and that's why they never cooperate outside of it. Yeah, that would make sense. But uh, Because it's really I, kind of the only explanation I can come up with because it just doesn't make sense that there's no crossover at all. Yeah, I think it would help Noah more than DDT, actually. Well, I don't know. Have you seen some of those DDT numbers? Yeah, not great. <laughs> But, uh, well, I mean, what do you expect from Ricky Shane Page as being one of your uh, star foreigners? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that alone is, like, reason enough to kind of transition to AEW from GCW. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Takagi's, like, maybe uh, having a little bit of buyer's remorse at this point. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll talk about the most recent happenings, uh, and we'll start with uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. They had their first show of the Real World Tag League and the Junior Battle of Glory on November 13th at Corken Hall in Tokyo in front of 794 fans. Paul? Kono, bigger draw than Kaido Kiyomiya. <laughs> yeah, and what makes this even worse that I actually would consider this to be a disappointing number for all Japan. Well, you know what they drew uh, last year to the opening night of the Tag League? Uh, no. 520. Oof. Well, but that was with a lot more like capacity restrictions, right? Yeah, and I think they were in the middle of another, like, surge. Yeah. So, but but still, yes, uh, Kono is a confirmed a bigger draw than uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. Just like yeah. Atsuki Eoyagi is also a bigger draw than Kaito Kiyomiya. Uh, Vamos Star should consider running the Budokan. What? Did Vamos start the Roma as well? No, no, but I'm just saying, Kono is the draw. He runs Vamos. Oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, no, definitely, like, Suvama and Kono put them, oh, God, top on Budokan. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, it was, I guess, dark match that happened, uh, like, 10, 15 minutes before the actual show started. Izanagi, Black Mansure, and Oji Shiba defeated Takao Mori, Yoshitatsu, and Tajiri in 3 minutes mm-hmm. and 31 seconds when Izanagi pinned Yoshitatsu with a small package which would set up a uh, all Asia tag t- set up an upcoming all Asia tag title challenge from Izanagi and Black Menso Ray um, I mean it was a three and a half minute match but I thought it was sort of fun uh, with uh, Izanagi getting the win mm-hmm. yeah I mean it was three minutes long so not really any time for anything to develop here but I mean it was just supposed to be the opener anyway yeah. So the first official match of the show in the Junior Battle of Glory, Dan Tamara defeated uh, Rio Inoue in five minutes and 32 seconds with the Dan Lock. And Paul, I don't know if you saw, I think it might have been, it was some somewhat recently, 
that uh, Rio Inoue uh, went to uh, Toshiaki Kawada's uh, ramen uh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you notice uh, what uh, visiting the ramen restaurant has done to him now? He definitely developed a lot of a meaner attitude. Yeah, he's got the kick pads, a bunch of new kicks. Uh, so uh, I actually didn't expect this, but uh, he's doing well. Yeah, so it kind of came really... out of nowhere because he also attacked uh, Omori at the, at the press conference. Oh, that's right. Yes. So, so uh, I think he's, I would we say that he's now out of his young boy stage or is he just like at the end of it? Basically, He's still going to be taking falls for a while. Yeah. But it's definitely like it's clear what kind of character he's going to go for now. Yeah. I feel like he sort of dealt more of a character faster than like Dan and Atsuki did. I mean, arguably, Dan still doesn't have a character. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to defend our Dan the man uh, when we get to the next show here. Um, but, uh, you know, this was pretty straightforward, and uh, I thought it was fine, and Tamara wins, so gets mm-hmm. on the board. I'm not sure if Inoue is going to get any points if he can't beat no, Dan Tamara. I've, no, no, yeah, I think he's going to... I think he's very much going to be the last post for the tournament, probably going to finish with zero points. Maybe but a draw. I could, yeah, I could, but I could see him like like next year. I think is kind of when he stops being a young boy. Yeah. In the next match in the Junior Battle of Glory, Rising Hayato defeated Hokuto Omori in six minutes and eight seconds with a ma- with a move called the Sid Vicious, which is a really cool name for that. <laughs> now, do you think he's referencing the Sex Pistol or uh, the Sid that we all know and love? I think he's referencing the Sex Pistol. I think because I. Have- because again, like if it was like referencing the wrestler, then he, it would be a, it had to be a power bomb, right? Of course, you're very true, very true. Yeah, I never thought of that actually. Yeah, <laughs> so of course, it has to be a power bomb. It's really the only move he had. He was yeah. really good at it, but it was also the only move he had. Uh, I thought this was really good, uh, although it was a little short. Well, I mean, all the matches are short, but you could have mm-hmm. you could have taken this to nine minutes. I think mm-hmm. it would have been even better. Mm-hmm. No, I actually also really like this one. Also, I actually think that some of these Battle of Junior Battle of Glory matches could go a little bit longer. Yeah. Like, I, I do like the kind of quick in and out, but, I mean, they've all been good so far, so that's why... Oh, for sure. They definitely could. They deserve more time, let's put it that way. Yeah. You could probably push it. They could have pushed it to 15, but anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, Next up in the Junior Battle Glory, Hikaru Sato defeated Atsuki Aoyagi in 9 minutes and 54 seconds with the Wakagatame or Fujiwara armbar. This rocked. Yeah. This is awesome. And it is exactly, well, like, think of a match like Sato the shooter versus Aoyagi the high flyer. And, um, you know, I mean, it was like Sato going after the arm like he often does. And then, like, he won with six seconds and they teased Aoyagi escaping and everything, but uh, he couldn't last. Yeah, I, also, I really love the finish to this as well. But like, yeah. Like, Atsuki is just so super close to the rope. Like, he can, he, like, can almost touch them. And then Sato just wrenches him back and wrenches him onto the ground and just taps him out. Like, that was a great finish to it as well. And yeah, I mean, Sato can, like, Sato is still one of the best guys in the junior division, but. Like he's no longer like the only good guy, uh, good guy in the division, and I think this really again showed it because Aoyagi was just able to keep up with him like all the way. Yeah, and uh, I liked because like you know when they te- basically in most times you do a tournament match for like this and you tease this, you end up just going to the time limit draw. So yeah. I like how they actually just had a, an actual finish. 
That yeah, I think cool. like it was great that they kind of subverted that as well because I was watching it and I was like expecting it to actually go to a draw when they were doing all of those teases. But then I was yeah. even more like surprised when Sato just said no, fuck this, and just finished them off with six seconds left. Right, and then we go to our first match of the Real World Tag League. Koji Doi and Kuma Arashi defeated Jun Saito, Saito and Rei Saito in eight minutes and fifty nine seconds. Uh, by disqualification because Taru threw powder, <laughs> of course. Yes, uh, of course. I thought this got off to a rocky start, uh, but then when like Doi and Arashi went on uh, offense, I thought it was starting to get kind of good. Mm-hmm. But then you know Taru just threw the powder. Then, yeah, not so great a match all in all. I think in the in grand scheme of things, apart from like maybe two good minutes before the DQ. Yeah, uh, I almost feel this match went too long. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, if that was just going to be the finish anyway, I don't know. You could have just done this in like five minutes or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, not really all that much to it. And yeah, I'm kind of afraid that this is basically what the uh, Saito's matches are going to be in this tournament. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll talk about another one in a minute that I thought was uh, a little better. Um, next up in the real world tag league, Yuji Nagata and Yuma Anzai defeated Shotaro Ishino and Ryuki Honda, Gungnir of Anarchy, in 12 minutes and 47 seconds when uh, Nagata used the Nagata Lock 54 on Honda, which is basically like like a Nagata Lock 2 with a choke sleeper. Yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, I thought this was pretty darn good. Uh, and then at one point, Honda like cut open his hand actually kind of pretty bad and there was blood everywhere. But I thought that sort of added to the match, and there's like blood all over Nagata. And uh, Honda and Nagata really had some great exchanges towards the end. And it's kind of huge that like Anzai's on the winning team of like the former beating former tag team champions, too. Yeah. Uh, and I think, as always, accidental blood helps a match. Yeah. So I thought that's what. But I'm... it's so weird to like have accidental blood, especially that much from someone's hand. Yes. <laughs> I'm really curious what happened. I feel like, I don't know, split off like a I feel like he hit like the that. rope or something and then he started bleeding. That's what I mean. But that, that means like, I don't know, he had to put, had to like split a nail or something. Because otherwise you Maybe. don't just start bleeding that much from your hand. Yeah. Unless you like actually like tear something off, which you very... Yeah, really it would didn't. have to be a really deep cut. Yeah. Yeah. So that might be it that like a nail got caught and a rope or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought otherwise, yeah, this was really good. And again, it just kind of shows what they think of Anzai, that he's here and he's not just like the guy taking the Like he is obviously the guy that every time they lose, he's going to take the fall. But this very clearly isn't the team that is just going to go winless. So which, no. would, which generally would be the team with the young boys, the team that goes winless. But... Because I don't Nagata think... is a legend, and because I think they have high expectations for Anzai, they've already given them a win. I actually think they're only going to get four points, but that's still oh, yeah. pretty big for uh, these guys. Exactly. Like, like I said, realistically, generally, this, these kinds of teams get like two points or like zero points max, yeah. whereas they start off with two points already. Like, even if they generally get points, it's like, I don't know, right at the end as an upset and not... Like, they get the win on the first night of the tournament in Corrigan Hall. Yeah, so I think sure. that just really kind of, like, shows that we're dealing kind of with a special situation. Yeah. 
Next up in the real-world tag league, Shuji Ishikawa and Cyrus defeated Jake Lee and Yuma Aoyagi when uh, Ishikawa pinned Aoyagi with a sort of like powerbomb chokeslam combo from Cyrus and Ishikawa. I got to say, I kind of like this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's not high art. It's like a three-star match, but I thought Ishikawa and Cyrus played their roles well and Lee and Aoyagi took all the offense and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a kind of a very classical tag match in a way where you just had like the big monsters kind of dominate the match and then the, I guess technically small, it's always weird to call Jake smaller because he's really tall Yeah, uh, and Yuma is also a pretty big boy uh, yeah. just not as big as like Ishikawa and Cyrus uh, so but again like them kind of trying to like find an opening and trying to like mount a comeback but then ultimately like the big guys are just too much and they just beat them yeah as i mentioned like it's nothing like that it's gonna make like a match of the year list or anything like that but i thought it was a very enjoyable match overall mm-hmm. and then and next up uh, in the real world tag league uh, suwama and kono defeated kento miyahara and takuya nomura in 16 minutes and 43 seconds with a backdrop from suwama on miyahara there were, okay, first of all, I got to say, there was no cheating from Voodoo Murders in this match. And as a result, it was actually a good little tag match. And I even yeah. thought Kono looked good. Yeah, I was really surprised by this. Because especially after the, uh, after the Saito's match, I was, be, I was like, oh, God. What are they going to do here? Uh, like, is Tower going to come out with more powder? Are they going to tease a DQ again? Like, are we just... Yeah, what are they going to do here? And then they just didn't do anything, any of that. And it was really just a straight-up tag match. So, um, yeah, Suwama getting the pin over Miyahara is interesting. And I don't think Miyahara and, and Nomura are winning. So, Paul, do you think that Miyahara is going to be taking more falls in this tournament? Or do you think Nomura will take one or two? I would actually kind of expect him, like, whatever falls they do, I would kind of expect him to split them somewhat. Um, I mean, the thing also is with Takuya Nomura is that he's currently also, like, this isn't the only tag league that he's involved in. Yeah, <laughs> Big Japan has their tag league yeah. going on too. Yeah. So or is it a tournament? Like, no, yeah, they have a tag league going on. Like, it's him, it's Astronauts is right. in that tournament. So him and Abe. Um, so... I mean, what I'm curious about is, like, does that mean Savama's getting another triple crown shot at some point because he pinned Miyahara? Maybe. Maybe in, like, February or the end of January because there's two Corican Halls in, in January. or Well, there's three Corican Hall shows. The, the traditional second and third and then another one in, like, the 25th or 6th or something mm-hmm. like that. So that's very possible. Um, I mean, look, Miyahara said he wants to defend the triple crown 39 times. <laughs> yes, he did. And uh, I love Kento Miyahara, but I think I'm going to stop watching if he actually gets to 39 defenses. Yeah. And uh, afterwards on social media, of course, because Kento and Takuya are the odd couple that can't get along. They slap. They now slap each other in the face to pa- before their matches to sort of <laughs> get each other in the zone. Uh, Kento was very apologetic to Nomura on social media after the match for the loss. So... The, the team is holding together for now. Yeah, Can barely by a fresh. Yeah. And so that was the first show. Um, I I don't know. Like, I guess my expectations, especially with that main event, were sort of low. So I sort of mm-hmm. enjoyed the show overall. Yeah, same. I 
because I also thought there wasn't anything bad on the show either. No. Like I think really kind of, well, the side of match, really, I guess. Yeah. 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 But really aside from that, like I think every other match was enjoyable. Like nothing really like overstayed its welcome either. Like every match was like pretty quick in and out. So mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was an overall enjoyable show. Like not going to make my show of the year list, but uh, I also cannot say that like I didn't enjoy myself. And I think if people just want like a good wrestling show that they can enjoy, I think they can definitely do worse than this one. No, well, I think we'll talk about uh, this next show because I think maybe if you're looking for something, watch this one because it's got cheering. Oh, yes, yes, watch this because we need more Shinkiba shows because Shinkiba first rank currently has like the best atmosphere in wrestling because yep. it's just because I, because I think because it is a smaller venue and I think because all of the people that actually want to do cheering go to Shinkiba. So. Definitely. So we go to uh, November 16th. At Shinkiba first ring, 269 fans. Uh, that's on a Wednesday night show. That's down from like 300. That was on uh, the Sunday, hmm. the 30th show. So eh, not bad, I would guess. Um, maybe 300 is their limit. Because haven't they... I've seen, well, people claim, what, 350, 400 in there at times? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm just looking at the setup, and it is really not that different from the normal setup. Mm-hmm. Like, I think really because... The setup on the stage looks the same, and then obviously the bleachers seem to be pretty full, although you rarely see them in Shinkiba. Yeah. Um, and really, the only difference I see is kind of on the side of the ring, there appear to be only one row of chairs, whereas normally you can put like two to three rows of chairs mm-hmm. uh, on the sides of the ring. So really, I think that's about the only difference. All right. Yeah. So we go to the first match. In what could have basically been an All Japan 50th anniversary offer match, really. <laughs> uh, Takao Mori defeated Masao Inoue in 8 minutes and 10 seconds with an axe bomber. Paul, I couldn't look away because, you know, I this, this had was charming, but this also moved at a sni- uh, glacial pace. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely, I mean, as I said, Mori can still go, but not if he's in there with someone like Inoue. <laughs> no. Like, no. that's just gonna, like, because again, Omori can still go, but he's definitely not as, like, quickness is definitely not a strong suit at this point. No. And then someone like Inoue is even slower, is just gonna, like, just accentuate that even more. The uh, the big high spot in this match was them slapping each other's bellies. <laughs> Which, to be fair, I think that that's a power move as, like, the resident dads, I guess. I guess, yeah, for sure. Um the next, uh, well, to be fair, Omori's belly's uh, not uh, Inoue's. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, in pretty decent shape for a yeah. 53-year-old. <laughs> yes, no, definitely. He just has, like, the belly of a 53-year-old that is in shape. But he is yeah. in shape rather than Inoue, who is, yeah, who looks his age, let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, uh, for the All-Asia Tag Team Championship, Yoshitatsu and Tajiri make their V1 defense against Izanagi and Black Menso Ray in 9 minutes and 37 seconds. When uh, isn't or sorry, Yoshitatsu pinned Izanagi with a cockroach driver 20, 2022, which is, like which a is also an amazing name for a move. Yeah, I will give him credit for that. It's a, it's a Michinoku driver, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I kind of like this match, and I thought the interactions between Yoshitatsu and Izanagi towards the end with like Izanagi trying to go for roll ups, teasing the finish from the previous show was good. I mean, this is a perfectly acceptable like second match on the card. 
Yeah, I mean, Izanagi is like the perfect guy for this kind of like all Asia tag team division. Uh, because I think he can always kind of like pull out something like this. And it's probably like the best match Yoshitatsu has had in like quite a while as well. <laughs> so Basically. Not that a hard, definitely helped. High bar to cross. Yes, uh, no, definitely not a high bar to cross. But it was just kind of inoffensive, and I thought it was also kind of a nice kind of down card match, basically. Which, I mean, if this is just kind of what we're going to get from Yoshitatsu and Tajiri, then I guess it's kind of good that they kind of like warded off into like it's kind of a rebirth of the Yoshitatsu verse in a way, where he's just kind of warded off into like his own match on the card, basically. Yeah. And then after the match, uh, Yusuke Kodama and Masao Hanabata, the former Sego Tachibana, came out to challenge. And that match will happen on uh, November 27th. So, uh, I don't know. Could you rule out a title change? No, because it's the all Asia titles. Like, I think yeah. I don't think you can ever really rule out a title change. No. Um, because I feel like, I don't know, I mean, uh, Gungnir is getting some big reactions. Mm-hmm. You might want to belt up, uh, belt them up. Yeah. Especially after what happened in the main event. Yeah. Um... And then next up, uh, in the Junior Battle of Glory, Atsuki Aoyagi defeated Ryo uh, Ryo Inoue in 5 minutes and 29 seconds of the Firebird Splash. Uh, Inoue showing off his kicks once again. This was great. Uh, but then like it seemed like uh, Atsuki just hit the Firebird Splash out of nowhere and <laughs> got the win. Right? I, this, I thought this was shaping up to be really good. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. another two, three minutes would have been great. Yes. Yeah, I think th- I think this one really like was the one where it was like the most notable that they just didn't really get enough time. But I also like that they actually like used that the time that they did get to actually sh- like showcase Inoue's development because it could have because I mean Aoyagi is the champion, so they very easily just could have had like Aoyagi dominate the match for five minutes and then just put Inoue away. But they didn't do that. Like instead, they kind of like showed what Inoue can do and then. Atsuki just still got like kind of a definitive quick win. Uh, so I did like what they did with the time, but I also agree that they deserved a bit more time on this match. Yeah. And uh, next up in the Junior Battle of Glory, Dan Tamara, now at four big four points leading, he defeated Hikaru Sadu in nine minutes and five seconds, the Death Valley Bomb. Uh, the biggest upset I'd say in either tournament yes. so far. And... Um, the biggest win of Dan's career, absolutely no question. Mm, and Paul, I'm singles win. Singles win. And Paul, is this the best singles match of Dan's career? I would say so. I mean, I uh, thought this was awesome. Well, yeah. 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 Not, like, I, I never would have expected anything. him to win here either. Like, uh, no. Like, I really, like, if you had asked me how this match ends, and, like, if you had put a gun to my head and, like, forced me to say how the match ends, I probably would have died because I would have just like gone for all the different ways Sato could have won the match before I would have picked Dan to win, basically. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it was like, the ending was fairly simple. They're doing the wobble, they're each wobbling around, throwing elbows at each other. And then Dan like sort of powers up, hits two lariats and then the Death Valley bomb. But Sato had been like working over, Sato controlled most of this match, but then like, mm-hmm. Dan would fight back with lariats and, and, and shoulder blocks and everything. But I just all thought it, thought it worked together. Um, now, do you think this is Sato, or do you think Dan's starting to improve his game even more? I think Dan is kind of starting to improve, because like, I think he's showing a little bit more confidence in everything now. Yeah. I think he is kind of starting to go a lot more into kind of like B 
being a bit more of a power junior. Yeah. Because he was, I think he was kind of focusing very heavily kind of on his technical game previously, rather than kind of use the fact that he has like a relatively large frame. And now that he's actually using, making more use of that, I think it's actually has really helped this game as well. Yeah, definitely. And then so we move on to non-tournament match. Uh, Jake Lee, Yuma Aoyagi, and Hokuto Omori defeated Kento Miyahara, rising Hayato, and Oji Shiba in 13 minutes and 31 seconds uh, when uh, Yuma got the endgame submission on Shiba. Uh, this was awesome on, like, multiple levels, I'd say. Uh, just, like, all action. There's some pretty wild crowd brawling in this, too. Um, and then at one point, Jake and Yuma put... Kento and Hayato in the Paradise Lock. Uh, I wonder if that's a tease about... Oh, crap. We forgot to talk about the announcements. So we'll get to that after. Yeah. Uh, that just reminded me when I said Paradise Lock. So we'll get to that after that. Um, so, yeah. I mean... Uh, oh, and the Atomic Drop is still uh, being used by Jake. Uh, torturing people's uh, butts. Yeah. And everything I like mean that. Yuma's also using it. So. Yeah, and Yuma used it too. So it was just a lot of fun. Like, like the, the humor wasn't like dragging down the match, but it got the crowd engaged. Obviously, everybody's hugely over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just really, I'd say, the best match on the show, probably. Yeah, I would say that. I, f- I think yeah, I like sure, it a bit more yeah. than Dan versus Sato. Yeah. Um, and I would also say, like, I was surprised how over Jake was. Yeah, so was he I. He was super fucking over in this match. Uh, like, everyone really kind of was. Uh, so. I mean, even Shiba got a few chants at yeah. one point. Well, to be fair, I liked it when, like, Kento's theme starts and everyone, like, starts chanting and then Shiba comes out first. And I think there was, like, one, cro- one person in the crowd that then just li- really loudly started gre- screaming Shiba. <laughs> That's and also, funny. how tight... He looks tiny compared to the rest of them. Like, I think that was really brings across how big like the average wrestler in all japan is even the juniors are yeah. bigger than other jun- companies juniors even yeah hayato and omori were just towering over oji shiba basically yeah like they were like which again makes sense like like shiba was a dragon gate guy who are on average like a lot smaller than like and i think he was also a smaller guy even by dragon gate standards as well mm-hmm. So it just makes sense. But yeah, I, f- I thought that was just like really like when all of them were like in the ring, I was like looking around and there's like Shiva and he just looks like so much smaller. But I think he still fits in really well with the promotion. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, this this was just a ton of fun. Just like great like filler, like in the middle of the card, just put like all of like the most over people basically in the company in there and just have them kind of go wild for 13 minutes. I thought, yeah, this was just a ton of fun. And then next up in the real world tag league, uh, Shuji Ishikawa and Cyrus defeated, or sorry, double count out against Koji Doi and Kuma Arashi. Um, I thought this was, again, kind of fun. I thought the double count out part was very flat, but yeah. like seeing like uh, Kuma put Cyrus in a. Uh, Argentine backbreaker was actually quite impressive. <laughs> yes. Even if he was only up there for a few seconds. Yeah. And after he kind of screwed it up the first time as well. But like yeah. the fact that he even got him up the second time is just even more impressive. Because yeah. 
Cyrus is a big, big boy. Like I think that just kind of shows off. Like, like I always love these kind of feats of strength from Kumar Rashid because he is genuinely really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I could see a lot of people not liking this, but I thought it was fine up until the finish. Uh, I thought I thought Kumadori actually worked kind of pretty hard in this to sort of mm-hmm. make something of it. Yeah. No, uh, I thought overall this was pretty decent match but yeah I, the finish kind of left like a sour taste in my mouth yeah because like, well like i think it might have been partially the camera angles because it was just like cyrus clubbing one of them i can't remember if it was doi yeah. or kuma but and then it's just like oh the time uh, could you even really hear count. the ref like because i don't even remember if i really even heard the ref counting no i didn't like and then it was just like all of a sudden just the bell rings and it's a double count out yeah I mean, the one thing, the one saving grace, though, was kind of Cyrus's reaction to it, where he yeah. basically threatened to kill the ref. <laughs> and he powerbombed uh, Kuma on the apron. Yeah. So that was, like, the one saving grace of the finish, but, like, otherwise, yeah, decent match with a bad finish. Next up, uh, in the real-world tag league, uh, uh, Jun Saito and Race Saito defeated Yuji Nagata and Yuma Anzai in 12 minutes and 5 seconds with the diving body press from Ray on Anzai. I thought this was way better performance from the Saitos um, than the, the the previous show. And as far as I think, I think this is the second best match that the Saitos have had since their return, with the best being the the tag title match at Korokin against uh, Gongnir of Anarchy. I don't know. Paul, what do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I would generally agree with that. Still don't think it was like really like blow away or anything like that but it was a very solid performance and also it was miles better than like what the first match was during the tournament yeah which to be fair isn't hard <laughs> it's a low bar to clear no. um but yeah i mean he was i mean they were in there with Yuji nagata i think who just kind of like knows how to kind of direct guys like these to well have, like, i thought anzai worked well against them too yeah now, Anzai sold well for them as well, so mm-hmm. I thought that helped. So because they had someone to like beat up on, and they had like Yuji Nagata kind of like directing traffic in there. So in a way, in a way, Nagata and Anzai were like carrying the match. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, the Saitos didn't like get in the way or anything like that. So but they, they they carried their part of the match well. But I'm I'm wondering if this might be like the high point for them in the tournament. Eh, maybe we'll see. Um, no, because they're against some other teams that are good. Yeah, but I'm kind of like, afraid that like the other matches might have more cheating than this one. That's but. true. That's true. That's a very good point. And then next up in the main event, Shotaro Ashino and Ryuki Honda defeat Suwama and Kono in 15 minutes and 54 seconds with the ankle lock uh, from Ashino on Suwama. Paul, this is Ashino's first direct victory <laughs> over Suwama in uh, over two years in the company. Yeah. I really didn't expect it. I was like, okay, I'm, I was like, probably like Gangir of Anarchy is going to win, but I was like, ah, it's going to be like Ashino t- tapping off. Okay, okay. Kono this, or was, this was miles better than their tag title match, even though yes. this still had interference. Yes. Like the Saito brothers, oh, I forgot to say, this blended in from the last match, like an ECW yes, match. Yes, was, yeah, Because there yeah. was a beatdown <laughs> after the match, and then like uh, Ashino and Honda ran out, and then Suwama and 
Kono ran out and they just sort of started wrestling the match and everything like that. It also happened super quickly because I remember because the Saitos won and then that meant it was, it was uh, muted on alljapan.tv. Right. And I remember like after Saitos won, I like just briefly like looked down on my phone and then all of a sudden I hear like a bell ring and I look up and uh, Suvama and Ashino are in the ring and I'm like, what is, wait, what happened here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Paul, we might have to add Dream Warriors to the uh, intro to this uh, podcast we might have we might maybe maybe for like because we're like i mean it's november now what i might want to suggest is maybe that we do like a redo of the uh, theme rotation for like the one year anniversary yeah we'll see well some people will be retiring <laughs> exactly exactly that's what i mean like we, we can probably like kick out like nasava and uh uh and Maybe we'll hold on to Nasawa for a, a month or two just to see what happens. Because <laughs> I'm yeah. even less, I'm even less, yeah, I'm far less confident. I know people are, are saying, Mudo, is he really retiring? Well, I'm far less confident in Nasawa actually retiring as well. I mean, look, worst case scenario, we'll just put in the Black Tiger 7 theme. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Saito's got in the ring. There's a couple of ref bumps. But, I mean, I think the crowd heat, crowd reactions help this the crowd was hot as hell for yeah. this right and it's just like man you like you got to do like i know i just feel like if ashino and honda get the win here do you think what are the chances of winning the tournament and then beating suam and kono again i think pretty decent that they're gonna win um and i, I also really didn't and i was i was here. predicting ashino and honda for this tournament but i figured they were gonna lose here again uh, yeah, but I feel like if you want them to retain like some sort of credibility, like yeah, that's then true. Too. They need to win, and I kind of really had the feeling that like after the interference started, that they were actually going to win, uh, simply because like it just made perfect sense that like they basically did like a repeat of what happened in the tag title match. Only yeah. this time, they're actually going to be able to reverse it and actually get the win, and that right. way like create more intrigue for like the eventual title match down the road like for me now right. this so is in the a third lot more match, likely that they're going to win now i think also this sets up in the third match just not doing interference yeah because now they've overcome interference so now there's really no point for them to like do it again and then they yeah. just have a straight up uh yeah because when when match. ashino and honda survive that interference the mm -hmm. crowd just like went nuclear right like they got something yeah. here with these guys right? yes mm. no definitely they're super over and I mean, it also showed, like, for example, like the match where like Suvama and Kono just wrestled a straightforward match. They won, whereas in the one yeah. where they did loads of interference, they lost. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so a couple of announcements, and we'll get to the ones that I missed uh, that were announced on the other Korokin show. So the world tag titles and the junior title will be defended on January 2nd at Korokin, and the triple crown match on January 3rd. Uh, uh, so, Paul, uh, my prediction that one of uh, Shuji Ishikawa's exes was uh, Unagi Sayaka was uh, very wrong, but uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but uh, honestly, I didn't see this one coming. But I am just completely elated that it was uh, this team team two hundred kilograms. Chihiro Hashimoto and you are Shuji's mystery partners to take on Suwama Mayumi Ozaka and Maya Yukihi. Uh, I think. This means I think this match will be pretty damn good. Yes, like that's about the like ideal people you could have gotten for that. To be quite honest, like especially to team with Shuji Ishikawa as well, because that's like three big people that are just gonna be like breaking shit. Like, 
gonna be I would honestly fun. think they should make this a no DQ match. Yeah, I mean, because they're definitely gonna have a police running. Because you all, yeah, police running, and if there's gonna be cheating, if it's not a no DQ match anyway. Yeah. Right. Like Ozaki's gonna get the chain. Mm. You know. So. Savama's so yeah. gonna throw powder. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But uh, so I think that will be great. Yeah, I think the other important question though is: Is Ishikawa going to be able to make weight? Uh, well, he's vowing to get down to 100 kilograms to be <laughs> team 300 kilograms, and I, I don't think he is going to by. Uh, no. He's got what five weeks? Yeah, <laughs> it's because the show is on Christmas Day. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, the All Japan website has him at like 130 kilograms. So it's like so 280 like, pounds or something like that. Sure, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I also don't think he's gonna be able to like lose 30 kilograms no. in like a month. <laughs> If so, that that's gonna be really unhealthy too. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be like. Oh, I mean, he got himself in an incredible shape, but he never got yeah. that. He no, never, like got that uh, low on weight. He's gonna um, look like he's gonna look like fucking Walter in WWE oh if actually manages <laughs> to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is for sure. So that's a really great announcement that I'm excited for. But wait, Paul, there's more. Then we got the announcement that Kaz Hayashi and Naoya Nomura were announced on the show. But there's even more after that because <laughs> this is basically now like a New Japan show because listen to this. Yuji Nagata, obviously. Toru Yano again. Ryohei Iwa, Yuto Nakashima. Kosei Fujita. Now, we've all seen them in All Japan recently. But here's a real big some blast from the past because these are all former All Japan wrestlers. Taichi, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Sanada, and Bushi. Yeah. This is, so this, this is, is. I wonder if they did that all Paradise of the old, Lock spot guys that went to New yeah. Japan. I wonder if they did that uh, Paradise Lock spot. It's sort of uh, building up to Sonata and Bushi. Yeah, I, c- I could see. Oh God, if we're gonna get Jake Lee versus Sonata, that's the, <laughs> that's the anti-fire match, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, they could form a tag team and be Team No Charisma. I'm actually not opposed to that. Maybe that finally gets Jake booked in uh, New Japan. Yeah. Uh, so we don't know what they're going to be doing, but um, I mean, I mean that's a pretty good lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm especially really looking forward to Tai Chi. Oh, for sure. Back. Does this begin the Tai Chi that tai was chi. in all Japan is a completely different person to the Tai Chi now. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see Kanemaru. I hope they put him yeah. against like Sato or something because they've tussled in the past. But it's oh, been yeah, a long time. Really... But to be fair, I also kind of want to see him against, like, Atsuki. Yeah. Just because it's probably going to be, like, your own chance to even do that. Yeah, for sure. And, Paul, on December 25th at Corrigan Hall, does the Tai Chi race to the Triple Crown begin? I mean, maybe. Look, if you could convince New Japan to let him do the job, I really think Kento and Tai Chi could do a nice number in Corrigan and mm-hmm. it would be an awesome match. You know what actually also would be an option if New Japan is willing to play ball? Uh, tai Chi wins oh, and he, dro- <laughs> he drops it to Yuma because they have that yes, history yes, from the uh, Super J Cup. That's very true. Um, now, that's the interesting question is though, does that, is that, does fulfilling that coming full circle mean more than Yuma beating Kento though? <sighs> I'm not sure, <laughs> to be honest. 
because there's plenty of history between Kento and Yuma that has been developed subsequently, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, of course, the Tai Chi and Yuma stuff is great whenever they do uh, are in the ring together. But I just feel like it's probably better to have Yuma beat Kento. Mm-hmm. Unless maybe Tai Chi kind of sticks around for a little bit longer and maybe even does like the Champion Carnival or anything like that. Yeah, well, we'll see. I don't know. But I think definitely, I they're, they're, like, that's the person I, I, I'm most tai excited still, about. Tai Chi still feels at a level above the dads that yeah. has not been completely cycled out. So it's, it's going to be your Nagata that's going to be the regulars. Yeah. And that sort of thing. But it's same with Kojima and Noah. So that's um, all Japan. So um, you still, like, I can't remember what your prediction. My prediction was... Uh, Ashino and Honda winning, and I'm still relatively confident of that. Uh, what about you, Paul? Who's mine was the... mine was Yuma and Jake, but I think I'm also flipping it to Ashino and Honda now after they beat Suwama and Kono, especially like Yuma in the and Jake are having good matches, and I expect them to have good matches, but I just don't feel they have that team chemistry. No, no, they don't. Like this and feels I, and... more like just like both of them are in a holding pattern rather than yeah. them actually wanting to develop this into a proper team. Well, I mean, I would hope like, see the way that the all Japan calendar goes is like, once you start getting late into the year, things do go into a holding pattern. Cause you got to get through yeah. to the tag league and they pick up again um, in the new year, which has been generally the case for the last several years. Remember like mm-hmm. even before the pandemic, you had the, like the whole Kento and Yuma angle with the, uh, famous German suplex heard around the world mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. So I'm thinking that Yuma, ideally, and hopefully that they're putting Yuma in a new direction in January. Yeah, I, I could definitely say that. Uh, so, but yeah, I just don't like, just from, from the vibes I'm getting from that Drake and Yuma team, like they don't feel like they're really going to be like staying together beyond this tournament. And I, don't think they're going to win anymore. So I'm oh. also thinking now that Gangue of Anarchy is winning. Yeah. Paul, we've, we, we've got to talk about uh, some of Jake's new fashion choices here. You mean Design Nietzsche Tribal Chief? Uh, yes. Uh, so, well, someone pointed out Tekken of like, uh, was it um, Jin uh, Kazama? Was mm-hmm. is that his name? Yeah, Jin Kazama from Tekken. Yeah, yeah. that's actually also yeah. the other thing I saw. Uh, thought I, I, haven't, saw the I, haven't, I haven't played Tekken in a long time. I used to play a lot of Tekken. Uh, can you guess who my favorite Tekken character was? Uh, is it Paul? No. Is it King? I'm a King. Oh, King. Okay. It was King. just yeah. regular King. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, Tekken Three was the first uh, Tekken I ever played. Okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, thank God in that case that it wasn't Yoshimitsu because I remember being absolutely driven insane by people playing Yoshimitsu. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but I people pointed out the Tekken thing, but I just got like because. Like it's like more pronounced fingerless glove on on the right hand, and it just had like pure Roman Reigns vibes. Like you got to acknowledge him. Yeah, got to acknowledge Drake Lee. I mean, sure, yeah. why not? <laughs> as long as this doesn't result in Drake going on like a two-year title run. Yeah. Now, are you still baffled that this man is wearing those Total Eclipse tights? Uh, I thought he was going to get like new tight. It's a tournament. That's when you whip out the yeah. new year. Yeah, I think at this point he's probably going to do it for the new year if he still hasn't yeah. done it. So, yeah, I mean, I guess he had, you know, you know where Jake's priorities lie. It's like getting new gloves rather than getting new tights. So yeah, I guess he had to pick either. So he picked the new gloves. Yeah. 
And so we move on to Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, this one's the show was just called Global Honored Crown on October 11th at Corken Hall for a stacked show where all the titles were defended, drawing 789 fans, which is <laughs> technically their best Corken number this year, yeah. but still even behind much weaker All Japan shows. Yeah, I mean, not by a lot, yeah. but still lo- losing to weaker All Japan shows. Again, now, they left the corner. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've not been as harsh on the Noah um, Corkin numbers because they're basically glorified house shows uh, with um, like an angle here and there. Like someone will come out to challenge or whatever, or maybe even turn on, like juniors will turn on each other. But, and yes, you know, obviously, like for the same kind of show, New Japan draws considerably more, but they're much larger. And you can still see them as a sort of overall indication of the sort of vitality of Noah's business. Mm-hmm. But this is bad. <laughs> yeah. I think this is this kind is of bad. indefensible. Like, you yeah. just look, like, because this isn't just that they gave them, like, a title match. Like, I think maybe this number is defensible if it's like, oh, it's just like, a junior title defense. Like if this, if this was just if like the, the only, national title. Yeah, if the only title match on this is like Dante Leon versus Ninja Mac, then like, <laughs> okay, then this number's okay. But not if it's literally every single fucking title being defended. Like that is just, like that is a, such an absurdly loaded show. And the fact that they didn't even get, they didn't even, because we were debating like last show, like it's like, do can they draw a thousand fans? Do we, would we consider like anything below a thousand to be, a disappointment. And he didn't even get close to a thousand. He didn't even no. sniff it at all. They barely managed to get, well, they, they managed to get 89 people above the limit for a cheering show. Uh, Paul, do you think that they did title changes on the show sort of to convince people to come to Corican next time? I guess. Some but, of them. Because there were loads of them, like a lot more but than I expected. We'll talk about some of the other title changes for other reasons. Some I of suspect. them are baffling. But that junior tag, I think, was like, well, just to do it to show you could happen, it can yeah. happen. Um, it's also so, the one you know, I mind the least, <laughs> despite the fact yeah. that I don't really like half of the new champions. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, Yoshiki Inamura and Kai Fujimura defeated Yasutaka Yana and Taishi Ozawa with a shoulder tackle. But this is an Inamura shoulder tackle, mind you, uh, on Ozawa. Uh, fun. I thought this mm-hmm. was a good opener. Yeah. And for the only non-title match. So we move on into um, GHC Junior Tag Team Title. Shuji Kondo and Hajime Ohara defeated Atsushi Kitoge and Seki Yoshioka in 20 minutes and 37 seconds. Wow, I didn't realize it even went that long. Uh, when uh, uh, Ohara used the uh, Moe Bien on Yoshioka, um, the champions failed in their V2 defense. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, Kitoge and Yoshioka are great. This match was mm-hmm. good. Not like super high level or anything, but it's certainly a nice little junior action for 20 minutes. Uh, but I just don't understand the change other than like to say you could do it yeah. in Corican to be like, oh, titles can change in Corican. Yeah. That's all I got out of it. Yeah, pretty much. Like I also would have preferred if Kotoga and Yoshioka had kept the titles. Like I said, this is the title change I mind the least. Still not a big fan of it. But again, it's the junior tag titles. So it's like, yeah, okay, I can kind of see where like, Right. Always play a bit more hot potato with it. Uh, but I just hope, like, and that also is, like, basically where I'm, like, I don't think Kondo and O'Hara are going to hold those spells for very long. No. So, uh, yeah. But I also would have liked Kotoga and Yoshioka to carry them for a little bit longer. But again, yeah, if you want to, 
create some intrigue and get people to come to core controls. I think this makes like sense to do a title change here, but yeah, otherwise, well, we'll talk about whatever. And yet another title change for the GHC Junior Heavyweight title, Dante Leon defeats Ninja Mac in 12 minutes and 49 seconds with the Inferno. Ninja like has no success. To the Inferno defenses. with no, to no reaction. To no reaction. Uh, this match technically went longer than 1249 because Dante uh, jumped Ninja Mac and they brawled in the crowd and dived off stuff before they even got in the ring to start the match, mm-hmm. which I thought was actually not a bad way to start. Um, I thought this was fine, like three stars, three and a quarter, but it was like very, you know, North American indie-rific. So yeah. your mileage may vary on that, right? But still, I didn't like the result. However, Paul, uh, Leon is booked on Noah's show's coming up but Mac's not so I wonder if Mac had to go back to the states which also makes me wonder if Hayata was actually supposed to win yeah I think now I feel like Hayata was actually actually supposed to win that and that's why they did the quickie title change here because like it just doesn't make sense otherwise why the fuck are you going to put the title on Dante Leon yeah wait so this match was not announced going into the show when Mac was facing Hayata though right no, yeah, it was not yet announced, yeah. So you could have put someone else in this match to beat Mac, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting, too, I suppose. I guess they really right? liked Dante Leon for like who, whatever well, who the else fucking is, reason. Who would have been right? free? Yohei? Yoshinari Ogawa? Yeah. Um, um, Chris Ridgway. Well, is Ridgway back in the UK, I, I guess? I don't think Ridgway's in... You see, wait, let me just see if he's on the upcoming big show. I don't think he is. No, he's not. So he's, I don't think he's in Japan. Yeah. I mean, you would have... Uh, well, I mean, if you, if you want to put it on like someone new, like you could have put it on someone like uh, Alejandro. Yep. Yes. Yes. That would have been good. That would have been, that would have been like a fun new idea. Yep, uh, for sure. Could have put it on... Which was, look through who else would be there on the roster uh i mean if you want to do a foreigner i don't know like extreme tiger if he's sticking around for a little bit longer like i'm not a big fan of his but like i think he's better than tante leon yeah for sure they seem to like him yeah Ata. yeah so yeah the choices were more than just tante leon yeah i have to say uh, so uh, we'll see where this goes because he doesn't have another defense announced yet. I don't think. No, I just got the card. Yeah. So is he gonna hold it until anyway. Budokan? <laughs> I wonder. Or maybe he's just holding it and then Mac comes back and beats him. Or he's holding it until Hayata is healthy again. <laughs> That's also very possible. Next up, we had a GHC a tag team championship. Uh, Takashi Sugera and Satoshi Kojima defeat Mohamed Yone. And Ekatoshi Saito in 22:54 with referee stop. Um, Sugera beat uh, Saito with the front neck block to make their second defense of the titles. Um, this meant a little too long, but I still like this, uh, mm-hmm. especially because like at one point Sugera and like Saito were just stiffing the shit out of each other. Right? <laughs> there was some good stuff in here. It just went a little too long. Yeah, yeah. I think could have like cut a couple of minutes off off of this, and I thought that would have been an excellent match. What we still got was still pretty good. I actually really like. The finish too, with where Segura has uh, Saito uh, in the front neck lock, and Saito is just like barely holding on, and then Yone comes in and like tries to break it up, 
And then Kojima just floors Yone with a lariat, and then Saito finally just collapses and passes out, and then the referee just waves it off. Like, did you see, like, the side, like, immediately after the finish, did you see, like, the side of uh, uh, Takashi Segura, where he just had, like, Saito's drool all over him? Yes, yeah. That was, that was a great visual as well at the end. And yeah, otherwise, like, they did kind of the best that they could here, and just, I think, making this like, you know, really stiff is kind of the best way to go for these guys. Yeah, yeah for sure. So it was an enjoyable kind of filler title defense. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then we had, um, for the, and we could, we let, we could have a lot to talk about this <laughs> GHC national title, uh, Hio Dr. Wagner Jr. defeated Masakatsu Funaki in 13 minutes and three seconds with a moonsault press. Uh, Funaki finally loses his damn title after six successful, sixth successful defenses and, uh, Wagner becomes the ninth champion. Yes, who uh, we all this expected was, this to go, how we all expected um, this title reign to go, to, that he loses it to Wagner Jr. So He should have Wagner Jr., sorry. This is a bit of a Styles clash, and there wasn't really much to this match. The last couple of minutes were okay, but eh, not the greatest match. No, it was boring. Yeah. Like, it w- there was just really nothing to it. Like, it was just, it was a pro wrestling match, I think is the best way I can sum it up. Yeah. So, the shooters will only put over luchadors. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, well, I mean, at le- I mean, at least Funaki just laid down and actually just got pinned and didn't like kick out at the end. So no, he did not kick out three point zero one. So uh, Yoshiki Inamura comes out to challenge uh, Wagner, and uh, we'll be talking about that show in a minute. But Paul, this has Funaki not willing to lose to Inamura written yes, all over it. I immediately like got out my like tinfoil hat and was just like. <laughs> This oh, is... you don't need, it's not a tinfoil hat in this one. <laughs> yeah, this immediately was like, if in, like, here's the thing, okay, if Inamura loses, then I guess not. But if Inamura oh, yeah. wins, then it's incredibly obvious what is happening here. It's like, the main event of that show, I yeah. think. Yes, it is. So, which seems to me like, okay, we're crowning Inamura. Yeah. Which is good and great, right? I'm yeah. very excited that he will get this title, but it's just... Uh, you know, for, for, like, for whatever, like, I really didn't like the Funaki reign and everything. But you know what? If it actually had ended in like the main event of that Yogi show and he puts over like Yashiki and Amura after like a long title reign or whatever, that actually yeah. means something. Whereas now yeah. he just beats this random after this foreigner. long title reign, it doesn't mean anything. No, yeah. What was this? I don't God, know. he should have lost it. I would have even accepted him losing it to Sakuraba. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, actually, actually, that would have been better than you get like, you give like Sakuraba beats him with all of the history or whatever, then he defends it against Wagner here and then he loses it to Namura. Uh, although I don't know if Sakuraba can take Inamura's offense at this point. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> it would have been Inamura at his most gentlest, basically. Yeah. Uh, so that's that, and that's just. Uh, I mean, it is what show. it is. As, as long as Inamura wins here, like it's like not. We'll just go from it's, there. It's, it's it's some progress for Inamura. Yes, it's some progress. Yeah, he, he holds a title that actually has some prestige. Like actually, he holds yeah. a title in the first place. Which means that they're actually giving him a push. Like, it won't be off to like an ideal start if that's how it goes, but at least it's off to a start. Yeah, watch them still book him in N- next year's N one as the national champion, and he gets four points, <laughs> or he just loses it to like Fujita 
immediately. Or someone at Budokan. Budokan. Yeah. Um, or because there's the Budokan show coming up, and then there's also the Yokohama Arena show that's the final Muta. Mm -hmm. Right? So there'll be chances for title matches. So GH, okay, and some match I have don't have negative too many negative things to say about ghc heavyweight title kaito kiyomiya defeats timothy thatcher in 37 minutes and 27 seconds with the modified shining wizard for his second defense of the title paul this was awesome yes this was this was kaito's best match since the suzuki match by paul, far uh is this a hot take if i say kaito kiyomiya might be the best technical wrestler in the world i mean he's hung in there with two excellent ones now right like, he's really hung in there with Thatcher and Suzuki, so... And Ogawa. And Ogawa. I don't think I'm willing to commit to that just yet, but I can't see your argument for it. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously very heavily map-based. I can your, your mileage may vary going into this. I, I sort of, like, looked at cage match, and there's, you know... Definitely. Well, I think it got a very good rating on cage match, but there's no shortage of like, like your sixes and sevens yeah. as opposed to like eights and nines, right? Look, I mean, so it's not Fatra will all like a Fatra match will always be divisive. Like that's just yeah. how it is. There's just there's people that like there's people well, that thirty seven minutes is also decisive. Like it, like Div I like Fatra, so that helps. Yeah. Uh, 37 minutes is also divisive. Often. Yes, yes. I think I think if you really don't like Fatra, you also see it's a 37 minute match. I don't blame you if you don't want to watch that. That's fair, but, but like, they were always I doing was like, something. Yes. They were <laughs> they were always doing something. They were fighting yep. over holds. Like Thatcher and Kaido sold the arm the next day. He had it wrapped mm -hmm. in a bandage and everything like that. And so you know, and it was like a steady build. Mm -hmm. Like they they were still doing like headlocks on each other at like thirty minutes. Yeah, you know, I, I think or or something like that. And just you know, just. Incredible professional wrestling, yeah. if you ask me. It, I also, I, I also like that, like compared to the Suzuki match, like it was a lot more of a back and forth because the Suzuki match was very much yes. like the whole structure of like Kaito's underneath and he's selling, because they yes. did that to start of surprise, this surprise, match. yeah, yeah, they did that to start of this match as well, but then kind of slowly but surely Kaito actually like managed to kind of come back more and more and actually like take control of the match. Like this yeah. is actually the kind of Kaito performance I've been waiting for. Like I've been saying, like Kaito just needs to like take one of these matches and just. Takes it by the take it by the balls basically, and I think he kind of did that in a way here, where I he actually was like, like he was still mostly working from balls underneath. That he needs to, yeah, yeah, but, but definitely was a little different vibe than yeah. the Hideki match. Yes, like he definitely felt a lot more like not just like a guy that just like managed to like get out with the win, like he actually felt like a guy that actually was like able to stand up to Thatcher. Yep, and. Um... Oh, I was going to say something. And the finish um, also looked a lot better. Like the modified shiny yes, wizard looked a lot better than he's done it previously. Yeah. Um, and then, well, I guess what's next for Thatcher? Do you think he'll have any direction? Or he's going to be bumping around in six-man tags. <sighs> I don't know. Like, still kind of afraid that he, that like he might get called back to WWE. Well, a, cer a certain other uh, wrestlers that's been wrestling in Japan might be headed back there. Yeah, from uh, get out some reports. Eat shit shot for Jonah right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. I mean, but for Thatcher, I wouldn't blame him if he goes back. It's not like he had like a bad experience there. They kind of let him. Thatcher's do... also like thirty nine. Yeah, true. You know, getting that coaching gig in, in the performance center is not. Yeah, uh, 
And again, he, his run, like from what I've heard, was like they kind of just let him do his thing, which is surprising they for did, WWE. Well, he had he, yeah, it was well. I think it was still Triple H running NXT at the time, yeah. so he gave him a little lee, a, a little leeway, and he he certainly did better in NXT than I think his detractors were expecting, right? Yeah, or someone like his aesthetic and style would do in WWE normally, for yeah. Sure. But he's got no chance on the main roster. No, 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 no. He'd have to be a trainer and an occasional wrestler on NXT. Yeah. I I hope that it's not happening soon. Like, I hope that he actually sticks around to know a bit longer. And then, I don't know, when he he thinks he goes back in a year or two to coach or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, because he also seems to be having fun with this. Yeah, for sure. So I think because he's just such a great addition to the roster, it would be a shame if he, like, leaves now. I mean, it would be yeah. kind of a very logical run, basically. Like, he comes in, he wins the tag title. He was supposed to be in the N1. Um, but then he just build him up for a title match. He loses the title match, and then he leaves. Like, it would be, like, a very logical, like, satisfying run. But I just think he is such a great fit that I hope he just sticks around. Yeah. And, oh, also, uh, Keno came out to challenge uh, Kaito after mm-hmm. the match. And... Uh... That's happening on January 1st, Budokan. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that? I th- I think it's fine because the real yeah. draw of that show is Muda versus Nakamura. So you yes. can do Keno versus Kaido yeah. again. I heard some people complain. It's like they're doing this match again so quickly. And it's like, kind of get that. But also, I think this like, it just makes too much sense for this match to happen at Budokan. Like, literally been yeah. banging about this exact match being the title match at Budokan for months now. And that's exactly what and, they're doing because it was just, it is the most logical thing. Like that's their story is like first show of the year. These two have like a big match with each other. That's literally what they've been doing for like years now. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much history build up of that. They just did it this year where like Kano knocked out Kaito again. So, you know, like, like when that happened, like at that point, I already kind of penciled this in. I like, this is going to something they're going to like, like come back to like real soon. So yeah. Yeah. This just makes perfect sense to me. Yes, you go back to the same match immediately again, but again, just the amount of history and story that is around this match, I think. Exactly. Just That's what I was going it. to say. It's, 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 if, the lo- if you look at the long arc of their, their rivalry, it's fine to go back yep. this soon. And you're not even really technically the biggest draw on the show. Yes, exactly. Um, like That show is so going to draw by itself. Yeah. Just based, well, we'll of, based, <laughs> off of, based off of Muta versus Nakamura. Yeah. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. And I just want to let you know about a brand new sponsor we have for the network. It's Eufy. And let me tell you a little bit about their newest product, the Eufy Video Smart E330. This isn't your everyday smart lock. This is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell offering triple the security and triple the convenience. Instead of loading up your door with a bunch of different devices, you install one, and it takes care of everything in a complete package. It's not just about the home security, though. The Eufy Video Smart Lock E330 is also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys. You can let each member of your family get a password. You can monitor their movement in and out of the house. You can keep an eye on your packages. You can check in on your house while you're away. There is so much you can do with this product. Best of all, it is easy to install and set up. All you need is a Phillips screwdriver. Leave that drill in the toolbox. The Eufy has keyless entry, a 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, a rechargeable battery with a four month lifespan, two way audio from the lock, enhanced night vision, 24 7 customer support, and you'll love this none of those pesky monthly fees. 
Eufy sent me a Smart Lock 330, and I've loved it so far. It allows me peace of mind when I'm at work or when I'm away on one of my patented vacations. Plus, it helps me keep track of deliveries to the house, saves me a trip back to the car if I just need to run in for something and I forgot my keys, and the two-way audio system works well for those unwanted guests at my front door. No, I do not need new siding or windows or a roof. Thank you, though. You can simply tell them you aren't interested from the comfort of your couch. Now, are you ready to ditch the others and join the Eufy revolution? Of course you are. Get started today by searching Eufy Video Lock on your search engine of choice. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can finally, once and for all, gain complete control of your door. Once again, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock ufeofficial.com slash video lock and we thank them for sponsoring the voice wrestling podcast network and then we go to the next day uh this wasn't this i could i mean i called this a joint show with dragon gate but it really sort of wasn't sort of marketed as such it's just called global dream and noah mm-hmm. presents not noah slash dragon gate so your mileage may vary but they did 1209 fans <laughs> Now, Paul, uh, this is some stealing Dragon Gate Valor, if I've ever seen any. Yes. (laughs) This was just completely just just like a fucking like parasite fish attaching yourself to the site (laughs) and just be like, hey, look, we drew 1,200 fans. Uh, Now, to be fair, uh, there were Noah fans in that audience, Mm -hmm. but there was a lot of Dragon Gate fans in that audience, too. Because where were the Noah fans literally the day before? Yeah, exactly. So, right. yeah. I mean, it definitely is a success. So, like, I guess they should do it again. Yeah, 1,200 but, in Cork and Hall these days is yeah. uh, nothing to sneeze at. No, but, I mean, it is kind of, you know, if you put all of your title matches on a show and you draw a fraction, like, of what the show draws with no title offenses that just has a bunch of Dragon Gate guys on it. Yeah. That is not good. That's not a good sign at all. No. So first up, uh, Yoshiki Inamura, Yasutaku Yano, and Kai Fujimura defeated uh, Mochizuki Jr., Madoka Kakuda, and Ryu, uh, Ryu Fuda in 11 minutes and 55 seconds with the Oklahoma Stampede on Inamura on Fuda. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and I like the dynamic of having Inamura in there with all of these uh, smaller guys. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was actually the third best match of the show. Yeah. No, this was great. Just like Inamura just towering over everyone in there, basically. Um, he was just so much taller than anyone else in the ring. It was kind of absurd. So I, I should clarify, uh, the only Dragon Gate matches I've seen this year is the fabled uh, Twin Gate match from uh, Kobe World. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Shun Skywalker and Diamante versus uh, uh, Jackie, Funky Kame and um, uh, Jason Lee. And a couple of Kai matches because uh, <laughs> Kai rules. Um, I think we can all agree on that, right? Yeah. It's a real tragedy he was not on the show. No, he should have been. Uh, yeah, I would have actually liked to see him uh, face some Noah guys. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm seeing some of these wrestlers. Like, Fuda, he debuted. Uh, he's, like, new, right? Yeah. Yeah? And this is actually, well, we'll get to who I saw for the first time, and I have some thoughts on it. Okay. Uh, I think so, I have a feeling who that might be. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, the tag team five-way, five-way elimination match. Uh, Manabu Soya and uh, Ishin uh, uh, defeated Muhammad Yone big, and Big Boss Shimizu 
and as well as uh, Susumu Mochizuki and Yasushi Kanda. Now, that takes me back to a time when I did watch uh, <laughs> Toriumon. Uh, Eita, uh, yeah, super M2K crazy. is back. It's now M3K. M3K, yeah, because Mochizuki Jr. Actually, it was the first time I saw Mochizuki Jr. as well, and I thought he was great too. Yeah. Eita um, uh, and Super Crazy, um, uh, Ben K and uh, Minorita, and Muhammad you already said that. Uh, this was just an excuse. I thought this was just a standard Japanese battle yeah. royale in tag form, and it was not very good. What did you th- What did you think though of Minorita? Uh, I liked him. He liked his act, right? Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting contrast uh, uh, there with uh, Ben K as well. Yeah, because he's small, like by Dragon Gate stands. Like he, yeah. again, like he's just him next to Yone is just like who is this little like who is this, this little kid basically. Yeah, uh, but I thought they, they had uh, sort of strange chemistry and weird chemistry as a team that sort of worked. Yeah. But they were like the highlights of the match, like when, because when Minorita got thrown out and then Ben K caught him and everything like that, like that was like the best spot of the match, yeah. right? Yeah. No, it was a really good match otherwise. Like that was really like easily the best part. Yeah. Um, uh, so next up we had uh, KZ. Uh, Jackie Funky Kame and Yohei Kame. defeating Kame, Kame and Yohei defeating uh, uh, Ryo Saito, Saito, uh, Genki Horiguchi and Nosawa Rangai in ten minutes and twenty seconds with the horizontal cradle from KZ on Nosawa. Uh, we got the full natural vibes entrance with mm-hmm. uh, uh, Strong Machine J breakdancing and everything like that. I um, I actually kind of like this, uh, although it sort of got typical more comedy uh towards the end but i like the nosawa doing the horiguchi spot with the uh the 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 ribbon mm-hmm. the and band, basically yeah. backfire yeah rubber band and basically backfiring on nosawa <laughs> and hitting him in the face yeah no dragon gate is good. really good at these kind of like comedy style matches as well so i thought yeah. that worked that worked really really well and you know hey good on the only booker man of bo- both promotions uh taking the fall here <laughs> yes definitely um and then next up uh we had uh well x who turned out to be satoshi kojima defeat uh, uh konomama ichikawa in four minutes and 22 seconds with the lariat uh satoshi kojima the greatest x in we history need to talk, we, need to, we need to have a chat about kojima's addiction to being x it's getting out of control yes, now <laughs> it's getting out of control uh but he um he was X, and this I thought this was great actually. Like this was good comedy, yeah, for a change, right? I mean, it's Ishikawa, probably arguably the best comedy worker, at least in Japanese wrestling history. You could put him up there. There's like some sure some lucha fans that might uh, have their candidates and choices for mm-hmm. that sort of thing, right? Uh, I really like the ending because it was like Ichikawa pretending to do a Stan Hansen. He pulls out an elbow <laughs> pad and puts it on and does like the the horns. Uh, hand gesture and yells youth and everything like that and then proceeds to fail at delivering a lariat (laughs) and then Kojima just levels him and gets the win I I love Ichikawa he's tremendous (laughs) yeah but also like the moment it was announced like it's X against Ichikawa it's like oh this is it's gonna be Kojima isn't it like literally it's like this is really kind of the only option here is it Yep, for sure. And then next up, uh, we had uh, Atsushi Katoge, Dante Leon, and Punch Tamanaga defeating Natural Vibes, Jason Lee, Strong Machine, J, and UT. Um, 
guess I was kind of expecting more from this. Uh, I mean, is that fair to say? You have Dante well, Leon, Punch and Punch Dante Tominaga, not, like yeah. Punch isn't And I have good. to say, I hadn't seen uh, Jace, or sorry, Strong Machine Jane in a while, and he is mm-hmm. he hasn't improved much since I saw him last. I mean, he a has bit, he has improved somewhat. Like, I think it didn't really come across in this match. Actually, so let me look at my notes. Mm-hmm. I actually like this match, and I thought it was structured well. Because generally, Punch wasn't a factor. Mm-hmm. UT and Jason carried it for their team. Strong Machine J would come in and do the power spots. And then Kotoge sort of carried it for his team. And then Dante flew a bit. Yeah. Right? So was, I actually thought it was fine. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, like, for me, it was more like Dante Leon. And it's just not very good. And neither is Punch. So we really only have, like, Kotoge no. on the one side. So there's really only so much, like, UT and like Jason and no, I thought Jason Day, like was the, the best in this match. Yeah, like the like Jason. No, Jason Lee is awesome. Like Jason Lee rules. Yeah, like he he is really really good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, and then next up uh, we go to Yamato defeating Seki Yoshioka in 13 minutes and 14 seconds with the Galaria. You know, uh, over the years, Yamato has been hit or miss for me. I've seen him in incredible matches, and I've seen him just sort of be underwhelming. Mm-hmm. And, Paul, I was sort of underwhelmed by this. Yeah, I think that can generally happen with Yamato matches. Like, it's actually one of the issues where, like, generally when he's champion, I tend to drift away from Dragon Gate. Uh, right. It's kind of is because of matches just as this one. I thought the beginning of the match was actually pretty good. I liked the beginning of the match. And then it just kind of just that out like i think they started off hot and then it just kind of settled into like just a i don't know steady pace basically yeah. and then they just wrestled that until the finish like the one thing i was like thought of when i was watching this though was like why isn't seiki yoshioka the junior champion yeah exactly. why is dante leon the junior champion <laughs> why not seiki <laughs> yoshioka like yeah i don't know and then next up we had uh uh, Amakusa and Takuma Fujiwara defeating Shun Skywalker and Tadasuke uh, when um, Amakusa used a crucifix hold on Tadasuke to continue to reignite their feud. Mm-hmm. This is the first time seeing Fujiwara and he is the real deal. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he's incredible for his level of experience. Do you know get why um, everyone voted for him as a rookie of the half year, basically? On the, yeah. yeah. And then... Um, Okay, so this was like Shun Skywalker and Tadasuke, can they coexist and no, they really couldn't mm. uh, type thing. So I thought that sort of d- detracted from the match, right? And then like Fujiwara sort of just drifted into the background as the match went on because it's all about Tadasuke and Amakusa and then Tadasuke like beefing with his partner. I so actually kind of like them beefing. fizzled out for me towards the match. As the match went on, I thought it sort of actually fizzled towards mm. the end. But I mean, it was still good for like a good... Two-thirds of it, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. To be fair, I, I didn't really mind the whole bickering and everything because I just really like Shun Skywalker's character work because I think he's really right. good at that. So, and I, I, because of Worlds of Worlds, like, consistent, I think, with his character because he can kind of, he can somewhat coexist with his Zebrats, like, stablemates, but he's really kind of, like, not a guy that would, would ever be able to, like, get along really kind of with everyone because he's just kind of, like, unhinged <laughs> i think the best certainly way to not put an it. outsider from another faction yes another exactly who is also kind of like a self-absorbed heel just as he is which is yeah. what tadasuke is. so to me that kind of made like a lot 
a lot of sense that they really couldn't coexist. And I also like that, like, in the post-match, like, Skywalker was just, okay, fuck you, guy, fuck you, and just hit him <laughs> with the SSW as well. So, <laughs> I, I, so I, I, actually, I actually really like this match. Uh, but I can see, like, where, like, maybe if you're not as familiar with, like, Shun Skywalker's kind of uh, stuff, where that might be, like, not help the match. So, but I liked it. And, you know, Shun once again proving that he is right. So... He really, Jason Lee should have listened to him because, look, he got pinned by Dante Leon and that wouldn't have happened if Shun, Sky, if Shun, if Shun would be the one to help him. So, <laughs> just proven right yet again. And next up, uh, Dragon Kid Alejandro, Dragon Daya, Ninja Mac, and Extreme Tiger defeated BB Hulk, uh, Hio, Diamante, Hajime Ohara, and Hiroki in 17 minutes and 14 seconds with a Ninja Bomb from uh, Mac on Hio. This was definitely supposed to be like the Dragon Gate multi-man sprint match of the show, and I thought it mostly delivered. It wasn't like, you know, super high-end, but it was a lot of fun, I thought. Second best match mm-hmm. of the show for me. Yeah, I mean... Hulk looking rough, though, these days. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. He's not been good for a while. Like, his, his body yeah. is oh, basically... Oh, I know that, but he's destroyed. looking really rough. Yeah. Because yeah. I watched some of him, and was it him and Kai's um, Twin Gate run? Yep. Yeah, he's looked worse than he did even there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, his body is just breaking down rapidly. Like he's just very limited these days. And hey, they they might get another Twinget run because they're actually gonna have a title challenge soon. So. And well, I can't say that Kai should not be wearing, not be winning a title. So maybe they will win. Yeah, I mean he can just carry all of their matches, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, no one reinventing of the wheel, but a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. Mac was super over. Yeah, it's getting the crowd to ooh and ah by the end of it. No, I think Ninja Mac. Like, I f- feel like Ninja Mac actually would be a perfect fit for Dragon Gate as well. As well. So. Well, uh, he would probably be post if Shima was still in the company. Oh yeah, yeah, no, if Shima was <laughs> still, it's actually kind of a miss for Shima that he didn't bring Ninja Mac into Glead. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I mean, look, I'm happy that he's at where he's at. So even if he has weird short title reigns. But yeah, I mean, this was really just kind of a high-flying match. Just a bunch of guys in masks flying around, including Dragon Daya actually coming out illegally in his mask, you know, since he lost it. So actually, he's not supposed to wear it, but okay. And then uh, in the main event, uh, Keno and Kota Minora defeated... Uh, Kaito Kiyomiya and Yuki Yoshioka in 21 minutes and 53 seconds with the Enrin, which is the moonsault double knees uh, from on mm-hmm. Keno, from Keno onto Kiyomiya. Uh, I really like this match. I thought the interactions between Kaito and Minora were actually awesome. Uh, those guys have great chemistry and actually would be awesome to see them in a singles match. Although I felt as the match went on, you know, you can make a legitimate critique of this that the Dragon Gate guys took the back seat to uh, Keno and Kaito. Yeah, which felt make the feel even more like it was just a Noah yes. show with some Dragon Gate, like with some Dragon Gate paint, like lazily like slapped right, on top and of it. Right, because this was just about heating up their feud, which I felt it did for the most part. Yeah, you know, I mean, it was a great match. I thought it was the best match in the show. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a little bit too, felt a little bit too gentlemanly at the times. But yeah, when they kind of actually got into kind of doing kind of the Kaito versus Kenna stuff, I think it like improved a lot. But also, I mean, 
these four are all like great wrestlers. It's just that I have the same issue with Yuki Yoshioka that I have with uh, Yamato. Where like ever since he's become champion, I've watched less mm-hmm. Dragon Gate than I have previously. I don't even really have a good explanation for it. It's just kind of, I don't know, kind of drifting away from it a bit because, I don't know, I just don't find him very interesting as champion. Like, he's a good wrestler, like, he's solid, but I've kind of started dubbing him, like, Dollar Store Yamato because he's just... Like, he always looks really good, but there's just this, like, next-level excitement that is always, like, missing from his title defenses, I feel like. Like, they just never really, like, super grabbed me. So what do you think of Kota so, Minora, though? I thought he looked great here. Oh, I love Kota Minora. Like, they, they were, there was a bit of iffiness kind of in the whole build-up to uh, Kobe World. But I think he's kind of, like, gotten a way better grip on his character now. And I think, like, Minora, like, they have something there with him. So I think, like, he's... I mean, he's obviously going to be, like, Dreamgate champion at some, at some point. Like, I think that's very obvious. Just the way they hold, like build like gold class around him and everything so yeah like i think there is like i think he still needs a bit more polish to be honest but i think like once he gets that i think he can be like very easily like the basically you know how dragon gate never has like a or rarely has like a clear ace and has more like a basically just a group of top guys but i think he can be kind of the leader of that group of top guys potentially Mm -hmm. if he gets that like so there was some good stuff on the show at the beginning and towards the end, but I thought the middle sort of dragged. <laughs> yeah. I thought like I thought it was just like it was an overall good show, but yeah, I, it was also a weird show because yeah, it was technically supposed to be a joint show, but it just felt so much more like a Noah mm-hmm. show. And I mean, we're going to get it again. Like they announced that they're going to do it again at uh, WrestleMania weekend. Yep. So, uh, if uh, N- Noah wrestlers refuse to go back to the, the states, <laughs> if that doesn't happen first, because did you hear what happened in Nakajima? Oh yeah, where he got well, him and Marufuji yeah, got stuffed on play there. Got, oh yeah, Marufuji was well. Ultimo was there too. Ultimo was there too. Yeah, so it was actually the joint show. <laughs> Those are probably two of the people that are mainly organizing well, that it's... joint show at WrestleMania weekend. Would be Marufuji and Ultimo. Yeah, and. Um... God, Alberto Del Rio was there too. Although he didn't do any <laughs> screwing of pay, as we know. The what the promoter faked a medical emergency and took off. And I guess Josh I mean, Alexander that's just the took, classical promoter move. Josh, I heard I heard faked a heart attack, but I don't know how accurate that was. I mean, that definitely would not surprise me. That is just really kind of the shitty like in U.S. indie promoter move of just be like. Hey, can you pay us? And then the guy just clutches his chest and is like, oh, I'm surprised no, they didn't get any. Uh, I'll pay I'm you after I'm back from the hospital. Didn't get any money in advance. Yeah, um, but I, from all accounts, sound like Josh Alexander took control of the situation. Because <laughs> well, I wouldn't trust Alberto Del Rio. No, no, I absolutely would not trust Alberto yeah, yeah. at all. Well, I mean, it should have been pay. sketch. Okay, so from what I can tell, first you broke Alberto Del Rio. And that's a yeah. red flag. This happened in New York, right? I think. Um, uh, wasn't this on the West Coast? I don't. No, because Marfuji was in New York. Was. Remember, because he posted that picture with uh, uh, okay. uh, Brian Danielson and, and Colt Cabana. Yeah. 
The, oh, the yeah, one okay, with Brian yeah, Danielson okay. got more retweets, of course, but I, I've got to right. recognize former Noah superstar Colt Cabana. Um, yeah. And so you book Alberto Del Rio. This is an indie that I believe just formed earlier this year. So you can sort of connect all the dots. How they managed to convince yeah. to get the, some of the people that they got, I don't know. They must have promised them huge payouts. Yeah. Then obviously weren't yeah. able to deliver that. Yeah. So. Not a good, not yeah. a great I mean, year it, it, for it, it, uh, mean, some Japanese wrestlers going over no. to the States uh, to sketchy indies. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but did you see Nakajima is now over on the... Nakajima is definitely over yes, on the West Yes, because he's king of indies this weekend as well. Yeah. Yep. Is that going on the same time as Full Gear? Uh, it might yeah. be. I'm not sure off the top of my head when it's actually happening. Yeah, so um, I will mm, try to see if what I can see from that show, and maybe we'll talk about it if I uh, watch some or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's also going to be. I'm going to be curious if they're going to like upload, maybe like Nakajima stuff to like uh, Wrestle Universe. Oh, at that's some point. right, because that because uh, that stuff usually gets up there, right? Yeah, because they did that with Marufuji. They did that with the Hayata title defense. Oh, it's November 19th. Uh, at Wrestle Circus. So that's Friday. Oh, yeah. Friday. Okay. So not going against Full Gear. So, yeah. No. So then I would actually expect it maybe to go up on Wrestle Universe before uh, before we record yes, next. That's a very good chance of that. Uh, so I guess the last thing with Noah is we can preview the Noah the Best 2022 at Yoyogi National Stadium number two. First, I'll ask you, Paul, what is this draw? There's not much to this card. No, no, no Mudo or anything, which probably could have saved it. This, I'm, I'm going to say eight, nine hundred tops. I mean, would I don't remember like Yoyogi what the last numbers there were, um, but who actually even ran it last? To be honest, did New Japan run it? Yeah, but didn't Tai Taichi Takamania happen here? I think, yeah, maybe it might have been, yeah. Uh, let's see. They well, they drew a thousand. Let me, can, let me see if I can find that. Let me see if I can find that quickly. Yeah. So um, we'll just start and go over it while Paul looks over. I guess it's listed mm-hmm. as the main event for the GHC national title, as we talked about, he owed to Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Yoshiki Inamura. Um, I'm guessing Inamura is winning, uh, obviously, and uh, Wagner is yeah. just a transitional champion. I think that's fair to say. I think that would make the most sense. Like, because, I mean, you can keep it on Wagner for, like, longer, but, like, what would really be the point of doing um, that? I don't know. Maybe if you had some other luchadors for him to face and have some cool matches, but uh, I think that would be it. I don't know. Um, yeah. I actually think this has a decent chance of doing well, being a decent match. I think Inamura can work well with um, with uh, Wagner. Oh, yeah, it wasn't Yoyogi. You were correct with Takatashi Yoyogi Mania. number two. Uh, that one drew 1,940 oh, wow. people. <laughs> they're not getting that. <laughs> no, no, they're not getting that. They'll be lucky to get 1,000. Kind of crowd, but... This is yeah, only marginally yeah. better if they draw than a thousand, a I think Cork and Hall. Yeah, you can call that a success. This is only marginally better than a normal Cork and Hall show. Yeah, well, the only really yeah, because there's two title matches on this. Like otherwise, this is just a fall kind of 
power yeah. control. And the next step uh, for the junior titles, again, Suji Kondo and Hajime Ohara versus Atsushi Kotobi and Seki Yoshioka. Are they just going to lose it right I back? I think maybe. It'd be cool. I mean, that just confirms that they just, that they just did a... That they just did that title change to do yeah, that title to change. Yeah, to pop Now, if they yeah. lost again and Yoshioka won after this junior title, I would not complain. Yeah, but I also just think that they're a better team than That's the other two. So. Um, and then, and so another match building to Budokan, Kaito Kiyomiya, Satoshi Kojima, and Masa Kitamiya. Uh, that's a cool team. Versus Keno, Katsuhiko yeah. Nakajima, and Menabu Soya. That actually could be really good. Yes, that should be, that probably, that has, I think that should be the best match on yeah. the show. Uh, like if that's just going to be like that great kind of Noah six-man tag formula. Yeah. Uh, and Soya's going to take the fall, probably, probably, I guess. Unless Kiyomiya gets pinned. Um, I could see Kaito pinning Keno because they they will trade wins back and forth before Budokan. I could see that. Um, yeah, but probably Soya. Um, next up, Dante Leon and Yohei versus Amakusa and Alejandro. I mean, if Dante Leon is kept to a minimum, it could be a perfectly acceptable match or a good match even. Yeah, and I would assume that we're getting a title challenge out of this from like Amakusa or yeah. Alejandro, I guess. For sure. And then. Next up, Takashi Sugera, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Timothy Thatcher versus Naomichi Marafuji, Masaki Mochizuki, and Masato Tanaka. Paul, is this a return of the M Alliance? M's Alliance? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Because they kind of they disbanded it, and then they kind of talked about bringing it back, but then they didn't do it. So, but now they're teaming together again, so I wouldn't mind that. I actually kind of like Yeah, M's no, Alliance. I like the M's Alliance, too. Although poor Yuko Miyamoto disappeared one day, never to return. <laughs> yeah, that was weird because they also kind of like talked about it and shoot, but they were like, yeah, we don't know where well, he is. Well, he sort of came across as the guy that they could lose the ma- lose matches compared to the other guys. But then yeah. Mochizuki just started taking a bunch of, starting doing a ton of jobs in, in Noah. So yeah. um, it, it, I'm, it was, I'm thinking Mochizuki drops the fall here. Yeah. Because I don't really see who else drops the fold unless they just actually I mean, if start. Thatcher's, like, actually starts if Thatcher's matches, not coming but... back for, you know, he could lose, I suppose. Yeah. Next up, Daiki Inaba versus Sublime every time Jack Morris returns. Uh, this will be good. The Inaba Morris team explodes because <laughs> they, they didn't have a name. They, okay, <laughs> Paul, am I am I not wrong? They they said they were going to form a tag team. Yeah, yeah, they did, and then they I never think they teamed, teamed once again. or twice. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's happening. Like maybe they're maybe they're just gonna do it again afterwards. They're like shaking hands yeah. and then they're teaming again and then challenge for the tag titles. I mean, but it'll be good though. Yeah, gives both of them something yeah, to sure. do. Because Morris has just been picking up wins left and right, but just kind of floating around. I mean, I, I think Morris should face Kaito after January. He's been doing build motions for like <laughs> two months now. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be something in like. You know, well, you got the dome, but will there be a Kaido title defense at the dome? I don't know. Uh, Maybe could be waiting. And I love Jack Morris, but even if that's not supposed to be the drawing match, that might be a little bit much for his first yeah 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 no, 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 title no. challenge to be at the, no. the dome. But he can definitely like put it in as like at like a medium sized show show or whatever. Like he he should absolutely get yeah. one. That's the thing for sure. 
and what is being billed as the final Paris de Mal de Hapon match. Uh, well, we can only uh, hope. Yoshinari Ogawa, Yasutaku Yano, and Kai Fujimura versus Nosara Rangai, Eita, and Super Crazy. I mean, you're putting Ogawa in there with two, like, young rookie-ish guys. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I... Is no, this actually going mean, to have a finish, see, though, or is this just going to be... I don't think it's impossible that Yano pins Nosawa in this, actually, but... They, yeah, he's done oh, it that's before. Right. Yeah, Peros could win, I would assume, and it's like send-off. They can, but, like, again... So does that mean... I mean, it could be Kai Fujimura pins yeah. Nosawa, because he's the only one in the match that hasn't pinned <laughs> yeah. him. So... If no, if this is the final Paris, but Ada going back to Dragon Gate and Super Crazy going back home. I don't think Ada like Ada already is. I don't think Ada is going back to. But Dragon he hasn't Gate. left Dragon Gate. No, he, but he is basically going to be like a part time as well. So are they going to give Ada a new faction or new partner in Noah? I could see that. Like, I could definitely see him stick around. I mean, it might also be a thing where, like, maybe he is also going to go to Mexico yeah. a bit more. Oh, God, they could just... Have, like, left this it. Nosawa retirement, just him going to Mexico for six months. I mean, it might yeah. be. He's, he's retiring in Japan. No one said he's retiring yeah. in Mexico. Returns in some ridiculous gimmick. <laughs> I mean, that's, like I said, he probably still has that Black Tiger oh, 7 sure, suit lying around somewhere. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, and then, actually, one match that I'm actually quite looking forward to, Hideki Suzuki versus Shuhei Taniguchi. I think this would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when they took Taniguchi out of Funky Express and we thought they were going to do something? Well, I mean, this is more interesting than what he was doing in Funky Express, where they don't do it, as, they don't do it that much. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this one. That actually should be a fun, like, singles yeah. match. But, I mean, it is also kind of a really far undercard Suzuki singles match. And those sometimes can go very quickly. Oh, yeah, it'll be like cause... eight minutes, nine minutes. It's very possible. Yeah. <laughs> or even shorter yeah. than that. Like, I remember actually him, to be fair, that was on a hard hit show where he just won in 30 <laughs> seconds. Of course. And then what I assume probably opens the show is Muhammad Yone and Akatoshi Saito versus Tadasuke and Hiroki. So, you know. Yeah. Just that's a... It's a Funky Express yeah. opening match. So that is Noah the Best 2022. Uh, Paul, any final thoughts on... It's not the no, best card, no, I would say that. No, it certainly is not, but what are you going to do? Uh, they're obviously hold. I don't think... When this show was booked, they probably had not booked the Dome. So now they have yeah. to hold stuff off, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and everything like that. Uh, Paul, any final thoughts on Noah or anything else? Uh, I actually recently rewatched uh, my pick for the uh, Secret Santa that will hopefully start oh, nice. soon. Well, I guess I can't so, talk really uh, go into details about that. No, I'm not going to talk about what match yeah. it's going to be, but uh, it it reaffirmed my stance that this is this is the match I'm picking for Secret Santa because I think it's an underrated classic, and that's all I'm going well, to say. Well, I, I, I will say I've also picked my match for Secret Santa, but I'm not going to give away any more clues about that. It is a uh, also I think a classic underrated match. Uh, as well uh, that's funny but that's what you want to do you want to pick classic underrated matches i think yeah yeah that's generally being yeah. my approach as well. well actually one year you gave me um vader uh versus uh otto Vons. and that was the first yeah. otto Vons uh, match i i ever saw and uh it was a lot of fun 
Like, yeah, it is also one of the best other ones. Like, but it's legitimately like a four-star match, but literally all they do is just pummel each other. Like, they don't do anything else. Yeah. There's no yeah. moves. But it's no. like still somehow <laughs> dramatic because it's the round system in, in like CWA in Europe and everything. And it's, of course, this Vader, like yeah. the peak of his uh, powers and everything like that, right? So it's somehow... Yeah. And the crowd is yeah. super hot so too. Like, it's a massive stadium. These two rotund well. men just blasting each other works for... Yeah. Like, they went quite a few rounds it was like 20 minute match was it not or something like that yeah yeah it's it's a really long match but it also it works with the like i think the round system really benefits vance because he just can take a breather instead of having to do rest holds. yeah oh yeah that's a very good point actually yeah makes mm-hmm. sense uh, i could think of a few wrestlers that could probably benefit from a round system then <laughs> fujita actually would yes. be a much better wrestler yes <laughs> fujita should just do that fujita like you know he very clearly he just does whatever the fuck he wants anyway so you might as well just go to people as like look in pride we had rounds so now we're gonna have rounds in my matches and noah as well like if you don't like that i don't know fight me yeah definitely all right so we'll be back in roughly two weeks because we'll have mm-hmm. we'll be going into the final stretch of the real world tag league because it's and we're going to be December in less than two weeks. And we'll talk about Noah the best and probably we'll have more uh, stuff to talk about in, in terms of uh, Budokan and everything like that. So, um, yeah. So we will see you in... Uh, so for Gerard... So for Paul Vosch, I'm Gerard Detroit and we'll see you in two weeks. Hello, everyone. My name is Taylor. And I'm Kelly. And we are the co-hosts of Jumping Bomb Audio, the podcast all about Joshi Pro Wrestling here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Every other Monday, we are with you talking about the biggest news in Joshi, along with show reviews, previews, and much, much more. So if you're new to Joshi or you've been a longtime fan, this is the show for you. We've got something for everyone here. So check us out, Jumping Bomb Audio. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.